You're listening to episode 60 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. This is an episode unlike any other one I've done because today we're not just helping you tap into your purpose and map out how to build and leave your legacy, but we are honoring someone who did that in an unbelievable way, even though her life was taken from her way too soon. I asked my sweet friend, Keisha Fitzgerald, to come on today's show to have this kind of heart-wrenching, but real and necessary conversation about the power of stepping into what's calling you in your life. Maybe that's in business. Maybe that's as a mom or a wife or a husband or a leader or leading your mission, whatever it is. And a person that we both knew and a dear friend of Keisha's, Brittany Crosby, passed away around Thanksgiving. And she was only 30 years old. After a battle with cancer, and it was a battle, and she shared so much of it, her body was just, it was ready for eternal rest. But her mission was not. Brittany led a charge that is going to outlive all of us. And her ripple effect is literally being felt right now across the world. She preached and exemplified what she preached on, which is live life on purpose. And even on the days where breathing was an actual challenge for her and she was suffering so deeply, she lived by that message and inspired thousands of people and more to come to stop playing small and to start truly living. Keisha was the perfect person to have on the show to help us honor Brittany and spread her good word. Keisha is amazing. She's just this ray of light. She is the host of the Empower Her podcast and the founder of She Goes Company. And she is out there living like Brittany did, not wasting a single day. So what an absolute honor it was to have Keisha on the show to celebrate the life and the mission of Brittany Crosby, someone who has taught us even in death, there's life, even in struggle, there's so much purpose, and that we have one shot, even if our life is short, to actually live it and to make our impact. Not tomorrow, not someday, now, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. So today's episode is guaranteed to light a fire in your soul, to help guide you towards what you feel called to, and to teach you to step into that now, to step into it deeply because you were called to it. And Brittany taught us in how she lived even in 30 short years that this is how you're going to leave your legacy. Let's get to the show. Keisha, my girl, I am so excited to have you here today. I am so pumped. This is going to be such a cool conversation to have, and I hope we're going to give some really juicy, tangible stuff for your listeners. I'm here for it. I am too. And I don't know if people know this story, but how many years ago now, like you and I were paired together to give a talk. We were speaking to a bunch of business leaders who are looking for growth. And I don't even remember, like, what was our main topic? Were we talking about, like, kind of marketing and sharing our story? Yeah, we were talking about marketing and social media. And it was my first time ever speaking in front of an audience. And it was, like, 7,000 people. And I was going to pee myself. And you were really cool. (laughs) I'm sure I was dying inside. 
Oh my God. Well, that was our uh, initial budding of our relationship, but you are just a force right now. And I love seeing what you're doing in the world, the impact you're making. And it's why I'm having you on today to talk about the power of making an impact and going after our dreams and stepping into that purpose because we have one shot to leave our imprint and our legacy on the world. I want people listening today to, to leave this call not feeling like I have a laundry list of more things I have to do. It's like, a oh, I have to just do this because there's no other option. Like This is what I'm called to do to be the level of leadership I'm, I'm called to step into. So I'm so pumped because I feel like you're the right person to have on to talk about this. But I would love for our audience to get to know you more and tell us a little bit about your journey, like what led you here, what you're doing, the podcast, all the good stuff. Yeah, you got it. So my background is I actually wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was really young, but I didn't know what my thing was. And so maybe some of the listeners can connect with that feeling. Uh, I had all of it on paper. I actually had great career trajectory. I'd gone to college. I got the job. I was making great income. I actually had great bosses, but I always had this gut feeling that I wanted quote unquote more. But my problem was I didn't know what that more was. So What I decided to do was start working on my health and fitness goals because that was something that I could control that was bothering me while I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. And I remember feeling very confused by this because a lot of my peer group, they seemed really happy with the same things that I had, this career and this stage of life that we were in. But I just felt like there was something else and I just really didn't know what that was. So instead of staying stuck and choosing to stay there and just sit in it, I was like, what can I do to actually take action on something that's bothering me? So I chose health and fitness, stumbled upon a company Beachbody, decided to end up building a side business with that, which really the goal of it was for more fulfillment in my own life. And turns out I had a passion for that as well as cultivating community, especially amongst 20-somethings that also had that gut feeling that they wanted more. And then I built a really large business doing that and left the corporate world in 2015. Fast forward a couple of years, I still had that feeling of, I want even more impact. How can I touch more people in a drastic way? And I started a podcast called Empower Her. And now I'm in the process of launching a new company called She Goes, where I'm helping empower women with more tools to take purpose-driven action, which is kind of the method that I talk about often, a planner and a community. And yeah, I'm just like trying to follow that tug at my heartstring and just create things and just take some messy action and know that when I start, I'm going to get more clarity. So that's where I'm at now. I live with my fiance in San Diego and our dog, Lizzie. (laughs) I love it because you use the phrase messy action, which is like, stop aiming for perfect. Just get something out into the world. And the thing is, is that these things that you're, that you've done, are guiding you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Everybody sits there thinking, what's going to be my grand slam? I've got to come up with the grand slam before I get up to base. And it's like, no, no, no. You get up to bat and then you see where it takes you. Like every move you make is momentum into the next thing. And you are like queen of that. I love seeing you just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks because (laughs) people are really receiving that well from you and you're making an impact as you're doing it and you're learning so much as you go. And one thing that I've admired about what you've done, especially with your podcast and just your community on social and everything is you are building a community. Like I think a lot of our listeners, they're out there you know, grinding, they're building their businesses, they're creating content, but they haven't figured out how to bring people together 
for something bigger. Like they haven't figured out how to be a connector and in that process of building their business, like creating followers that turn into the raving fans who will buy whatever you sell and follow you off a cliff. Like you seem to have that. So what has that been like? And I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm so curious to hear what's the key to that. Like, how have you built that community? Yeah, I think that, first of all, thank you for saying that because that's something that's really important to me is to cultivate this community, but also feel like I'm alongside people in a journey rather than trying to preach at them from a different level. And so I think why it's worked really well to cultivate this, like using the podcast, for example, I started to secure podcast guests before I actually had a podcast name. And I shared with my audience along the way of like my awkward pitches to people that were, you know, with video messages on DMs on Instagram. And I would chop off the name, but I would show that on my Instagram stories. And it, it made people feel like they could know and then like, and then trust me because I was so honest about the fact that I really didn't have any idea what I was doing, but it could spark in them this concept of, well, she doesn't know what she's doing and she's showing up sharing that. So maybe the fact that I don't know what I'm doing could help me move in just a tiny bit in that direction, even if I'm not as bold. So it created this like sister-like type of feeling of like, okay, well, this girl over here is doing it. So maybe I can take a little piece of that. And I kept them in the loop from the behind the scenes. And I'm constantly asking my audience, what do you actually want? And then I'm literally just creating it over and over and over again. So the planner concept, which is one of our products for the new company, was because so many people asked me about how I was mapping out my priorities. And I talked about it on the podcast and I literally asked them for feedback. I'm like, do you like this or do you like this? I'd send out to my email list. This is kind of the process. This is where we're at with these vendors. What do you think of it? And I would take that feedback. I would share that I got it from other people and I would combine it all together with my own spin. And then I'd create that. So the behind the scenes, a lot of times I think people are fearful of not looking like they have it all together, but I actually think that builds more connective tissue with your audience when they understand that you don't have to be perfect. In fact, you're not relatable if you're perfect and if everything is just this carefully curated content, but instead you're, you're giving them a behind the scenes look. And that's really, I think what people want because then they can trust you more and then they will buy from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And when you see these powerhouses like Rachel Hollis's and those different people that everyone wants to follow their journey and see what they're doing and what they're bringing to the world. They are sharing the behind the scenes. They are sharing stuff that's kind of messy and vulnerable. They are coming to their community and saying, Hey, what would you prefer? What are you looking for? Instead of creating in their own heads. Like I got, I fell into that trap years ago where I was, I created my first online course in my head. I did zero market research and I assumed that everyone wanted what I thought they wanted. And it was a total failure. It was a total failure. And it took me a long time to even share that. I almost just pretended like I never launched anything because I was like, people aren't going to trust me or want to work with me if they don't think I can create a product and launch it well that succeeds. But I didn't do my due diligence of leaning into the people who I was trying to serve. So you're doing that so well. And I love watching it because you just do it so authentically. I think the reason that you're creating the community you are is because you're a hundred percent you. Like, you, there is no mask on Keisha. Like you get what you get. Some people are going to absolutely adore you and you're not going to be for everybody. And you own that. And that's why the people who do adore you are like raving fans running after you saying, what's the next product you're coming out with? What's the next thing you're going to do? So I'm pumped. And from my like business brain, I'm like, 
okay, let's map out the strategy of all the things we're building out for these people. Cause it's like, you need to give these now when the market is hot, like these people are like, you're our guide. So give us your shit, like have that shit ready so that you can give it to them because they're asking for it and keep paying attention to what they're looking for. So I'm not going to like go off. I I love that you said that though. And that might be a nugget for someone too, just to, that just popped into my brain is a lot of times people so quickly want to sell their product, but they haven't done any of the legwork of adding value to a community or showing up consistently enough that people trust that you're actually still going to be there, especially Mm -hmm. with in the coaching industry or whatever it may be. It's like, if they don't trust that you're credible to just stay the course of doing the things that you said that you were going to do and be consistent enough, they might not want to buy from you. So it's like the combination of both, right? Have your crap together so you can actually provide something to them, but also understand that it's going to take a different amount of time for each person to trust you based off of when they came into your ecosystem. But the more consistently that you show up, the easier it's going to be to build that trust. Right? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So my thought on having you on today, aside from talking about that that community and that energy and the people wanting to follow you off uh, the edge of the world, is it was really inspired by someone, a very special soul, um, yeah. someone near and dear to your heart, someone that's been a part of our mutual community, Brittany Crosby. And she, a few weeks ago, sadly passed away after her fight with cancer. And she left behind a lot of broken hearts. Like you can see it that the community is deeply affected by the fact that she's not physically here with us anymore. However, she also left something else behind that I don't think a lot of people get to leave behind. And that's a true legacy, something that's outliving her and will continue to outlive her and will affect how people live their own lives and how people raise their children. And that goes on forever. That's a ripple effect that you can't stop. So Tell me more about Brittany. I knew her more peripherally and through people, but I didn't have the deep connection that you were privileged to have with her. So tell me more about her and the impact she made on you and and your world. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about her legacy because I just, I love that I have it instilled in me that I can pay it forward to. So Brittany was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer on December 14th of 2016. So three years ago. And she was 27 years old and she was in the best shape of her life. And ovarian cancer is really rare in people under 30, but because she was in such good physical shape, and this is why, you know, I know you and I are both such proponents of health because she was in such good shape. She could get the most rigorous chemo that they had available because her body could handle it. But unfortunately there isn't a cure for ovarian cancer. So for the last three years, she's been battling this and she's been sharing her faith and she's been showing up so consistently just talking about, you know, finding the silver linings in things. And she would climb mountains the day after chemo. And she was very public with her journey of this legacy that she always wanted to leave behind, no matter how many years she had, which was to live life on purpose. She showed up and just did like, I mean, some of the things that she did in her life in only 30 years, she died the day after Thanksgiving. And some of the things that she did were just so astronomical in terms of how many people she impacted with this legacy of living their lives in a way that they're living on purpose, not just counting down the days till Friday, not just waiting until, you know, maybe someday they'll get to that dream on their heart. Like her mission was 
If it's in you right now, it's in you for a reason, which means you need to figure out a way to navigate getting out of your own damn way and actually doing that thing that's on your heart because you just aren't gifted tomorrow. If a 27-year-old can get diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer in incredible shape and die three years later, like what is your excuse? Why are you sitting on it? Just counting on tomorrow. And she was fiery and saucy and super inspiring, but she also just had this like get it done mentality that is instilled in me too. That's like, you just don't know. You don't know how many days you have. And it's something that we hear, but when you have someone at 30 years old die and see her husband as a 30 year old widow, it just shakes you up to your core. And to be fully transparent, it wasn't something that I've really navigated of having someone that close to me or the age that she was at having even a social media presence and a podcast. I was like, how do I navigate these feelings of handling grief and whatnot. But truthfully, it's the legacy that she's left of just me wanting to be really intentional about making my life count and just doing those things that are on my heart. Because what's the worst case scenario? Doesn't work out. Great. You figure it out. You learn from your failure. You get back and get up and get after it. And that's what she did always. Yeah. I get goosebumps thinking about it because I've followed her for years. And I remember reading one post and it was just like a simple post and she was having a tough day physically. And she was kind of like you you were talking about, like she let us in behind the curtain, right? Like she let us know that she felt like hell. And she talked about how she could hardly breathe because one of her lungs was collapsing and how she had a drain poked in between her ribs. And it wasn't complaining. It was like, this is what I'm going through, but this is how I'm living through it. And she would just say things that you like put life in perspective of like, really, I'm bitching about waiting in the drive through line at Starbucks and this girl sitting there with tubes in her lungs, writing a message of hope and, and living on purpose. Like I got to get my priorities in order and just so, so much impact behind that. And it makes me want to be my best version of myself. And it makes me want to show up for my husband and my kids, not when I have more time, not when I have more energy. I've been going through a couple of years on and off since having kids, like adrenal fatigue and different issues that we can't quite pinpoint. And I'm neurotic about doing all the holistic different things. And there are times where I'm thriving through it and times where it's really hard. And it's like debilitatingly exhausting sometimes. And I will get to points where I physically feel like I can't, there isn't another level for me right now. Like I just need to rest. And then I see something like that. And I'm like, it's this wild dichotomy that you can feel like garbage emotionally or physically and still do good and still show up for your life. It doesn't have to be, I feel like this. So I'm putting life on pause until I feel better. And then I'll do the thing or until it's convenient for me. And then I'll show up for my world and my people. It's like, no, 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 now. This is your option is now. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And how sad would it be if you don't have that opportunity to send that ripple effect out into the world before you leave it? And I feel like she's been like testament to that. So I consider Brittany like a connector. What she's done, I mean, she's brought people who don't know each other, who didn't even personally know her, and they're coming together because of what she did. What do you think it was about her that connected people like that? I think it was for sure her full just transparency and authenticity where she didn't complain. She really took facts and she would say, this is how I'm feeling, but I don't want, I don't want your sympathy. I want you to do something. And she didn't just say that she meant that. 
like, okay, great. You see that I'm struggling and I wish I could get, you know, a workout done today, or I could go climb that mountain, but I can't, if I could, you best believe I, I would. So don't tell me that I'm inspiring. Tell me what you're doing about it. Yes. So she had this just passion for life and every single day that she was like, I like, I'm going to do the best that I can to show up today with whatever physically I can, because keep in mind, like her body, her organs are shutting down and and she's trying to figure out how she can go hike the next mountain with her like oxygen tanks. Like this woman was a warrior, but she chose to show up and share all of the ups and downs with this full transparency and authenticity because she wanted to make sure that she was instilling belief in other people that they could do hard things too. And she never contrasted someone's hard, right? was like, oh, your heart's not as hard as my heart. She was like, I understand that this is hard for you. So what are you going to do about it? Because you can sit and stay stuck or you can take action. And how are you going to get unstuck? It's going to be those tiny little deposits of taking action time after time again. And she really just was a testimony to that. And I've never met anyone in my life like that. You can imagine we went to her service, which was in Georgetown, Texas, and sat in a fully packed 700 person room. Her service was live streamed, seen by thousands of people. And we just sat there and I was like, this is a woman who lived more in 30 years than most people do in their whole life. And to the woman listening to this, who has something on their heart, who's waiting until the circumstances are perfect for you to take action. I hope that you're not waiting for a cancer diagnosis or something horrible to happen in your life to spark that in you. Because right now you have the gift of the ability to do something. And if something bad is happening to you or, or something bad does happen to you in the future, you also have the choice to still show up because she showed you it's possible. And even if you don't know her, you can just hear in even both of our voices how convicted she was in always making her days count. And that's something that I will literally never forget for the rest of my life. And it's literally part of me now. You know? mm, absolutely. Yeah. And I see that. I see that ripple effect happening. And it's just amazing. I've, I always say, don't wait for something to tell you your days are numbered because they already are like they, these days are numbered and the way she built her legacy, like you can't approach it. It's a little tricky because it's like, go build your legacy, but then you can't approach it from the angle of I'm doing this to build my legacy. You approach it from who can I serve? How can I make an impact? What's my mission? It's the same way. Like when I mentor people in business, you can't approach it from an angle of how do I make more money? You go do the thing that makes the bigger impact that ultimately drives the bottom line. And she did such a beautiful job at that because I think there are out there people out there with egos who are like, I'm doing this so that my name can be known. I'm doing this so that I can be the authority figure in my field or the leading expert in this or be the one that people look to and say, wow, look what he has or she has. Whereas she, there was no ego in her legacy, in what she built. It was so pure and it was so true to her mission, which was like, get up girl, like go live your life. What are you waiting for? You waiting for that diagnosis? Are you waiting for a kick in the pants that's that hard that like, it's going to be that much harder for you to get up and, and live your life. So it's just, it's amazing. And I, I don't see it slowing down. Like eventually over generations, her name might not be in people's mouths the way that it is today, but her mission will continue on because you are living differently, Keisha, because of Brittany, which means you are going to approach 
if you have children, how you parent those children, or as you bring in clients, how you speak to clients and what you teach them and how you push them. And then they will adopt that way of thinking and they will change how they live their lives and talk to people and raise their kids. I mean, the ripple effect is never ending the way she did it. And it was because she was a connector and she was focused on service and she was focused on impact. And my God, like, look at what she's done. And she's, she was 30. Let me digress here for a minute. I couldn't even wait for my voice to come back to tell you guys about this because I know if you're listening to the show, you're exactly what I would call a maverick. You're this unorthodox, independent-minded go-getter that's not particularly interested in coloring inside the lines, if you know what I mean. And there's evidence of that too, because if you're running a business or a brand, it's because you had this calling on your heart. And you had this desire to do something of your own and breathe life into that dream and that mission. But you also know that there's this other level for you and that mission that you have on your heart. Don't you know that? Like you feel it in your gut? I know because I did. But in the middle of all this hustling and building and scaling, I was asking myself, is all this hustle, is this for something bigger? Is this ever going to be different? Am I ever going to build something that's actually scalable and that gets me towards my vision. It wasn't until the year I joined my very first mastermind and group coaching program. All of a sudden, after joining that, I went from trying to figure it out on my own and hoping that my next idea would work while I took on more one-on-one coaching clients despite having no time left in the day. And then I went to creating a business and a brand that was finally making its impact. And in this mastermind, I had access to a coach, someone guiding me through the process who was totally invested in me and my mission. And it was like the meeting of the minds. They brought together all these other maverick thinkers to bring value to the group, to mastermind with each other, to lift each other up, to hold each other accountable, and to give us that fast-tracked process, like the strategy the know-how of what we needed to move things forward. Wouldn't that be amazing to finally feel like you're not just pulling it from everywhere and trying to piece it together over the course of five, 10 years and wasting all this money and time, but you, you're you doing it now. You're seeing the results. You're making the impact. You're making the income. So if you're this solopreneur or you're a one-man show or someone with a few contracted people on your team that you use for different things, or you're starting to generate income and you've grown your income a bit, but you know there's a better way of doing this, or you're an influencer, but you rely way too much on social media, which can shut you down at any minute, and you rely on your following, but it's not actually getting you paid well enough, or it's just brand deal after brand deal, or you're the service-based business like I used to be with no scalable offers that are going to help you grow past this plateau, you feel stuck, but you have these big, and I am talking stupid big dreams you want to make happen. I feel you. I was you. And I know that I can help you because I did it myself. So I usually keep it behind closed doors, invite only, very selective, but I've had enough of you connect asking how they can be a part of this, how you can channel into some of the things that I've been doing behind the scenes with other people to help them see the success and the growth in their impact, in their influence, in their income, in their freedom of time. So I thought about it and I prayed about it and I decided that if I had the solution to a struggle that I've personally experienced and I know other people are going through, it's hard to scale a business on your own and turn this vision into a reality. I had to share with people, my people, and that's you guys. So this is literally for you. My Maverick Mastermind and Group Coaching Accelerator. 
It's going to be locked and loaded and designed to be that launching pad for you to build the business that supports your craziest, wildest dreams. Not just winging it, not just hustling, building the business strategically that's getting you where you want to go, like now. But here's the catch, because I feel, and I've always kind of felt this way, I feel really strongly about pouring into each maverick that's a part of this movement. So I limit my spots very much so, hence my hesitation of sharing it here. And let me put the disclaimer on it. This isn't for people who haven't started yet or haven't put their wheels in motion in any capacity. This is for the Mavericks who have something established and are ready to go to the next level. The next level in their business, in their lives, have the breakthroughs that they've never had before, feel clarity in their mission, their branding, and walk through my scaling up method that's totally proprietary to this group alone. So if that's you, or if you had someone pop into your head when you're listening to this and you're like, okay, my best friend, my sister, my spouse, they're kicking butt, but they need help. Make sure you get over to the application page or send them over to it. We'll be hand selecting applicants. You don't want to miss the opportunity to make this next year, the year that actually changes everything. So you can find that application over at elizabethhartke.com forward slash mastermind underscore maverick. That's elizabethhartke.com forward slash mastermind underscore maverick. And there will be a link in the show notes for you too. I cannot wait to get started with this group. This is going to be the most epic 2020. I just had to share it with you despite my raspy little laryngitis voice. So let's get back to the show. And and it's interesting too, because she, a lot of people that knew her, you know, maybe recently that found her to be really inspiring and all of this stuff. They didn't see the person that she was four and a half years ago, five years ago when I met her, which was more timid, but the same mission. So to the person that doesn't envision themselves as this person that is this massive connector yet or inspiring person with this legacy, or they don't know what their thing is, like what they, what their legacy is, what she did that I see a lot of people do. And I'm sure you can connect to this list of, she just took the next best step And she got more confident so she could share her mission, that thing on her heart more boldly. And then she did it so many times. She just got bolder and bolder and it resonated with people more and more and more. So when the cancer diagnosis happened, she was already this person that wanted to leave this legacy, but it was even more inspiring because no matter what life curveballs came, she was going to do it. But it was because of the confidence and the resiliency that she had built prior to that by just doing one thing that was outside of her comfort zone over and over and over again. So to the woman listening to this, who doesn't feel like maybe she has a story like that could, that could impact people. You're building the confidence and you're showing up as yourself authentically. And that is so dang powerful because someone needs to see you doing it your way with your story. Or even if you don't feel like you have a story to share, someone needs to see someone who doesn't feel like they have a story, a story to share doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that can leave your legacy. And so I think it's just, we got to cut all this BS and like, do this and live on purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree more. So let's talk about the urgency to it for a second. People focus on the cost of the products they buy, the courses they invest in, the seminars they attend. Eh, I don't know. I don't, let me see what the cost is. It's the wrong question. Yeah. What's the cost of not doing it? Like, stop focusing on the investment. And look at the cost of neglecting to take that step forward. So what are your thoughts on that? I just think that's something that 
we don't look at as society as a whole opportunity cost in general, where like, what is the money that you're leaving on the table? If you don't start that business, what's the impact? What's the fulfillment? What's the legacy or what's the influence that will be on your children? If you don't start that thing and they get to see modeled by you, someone living their dreams. And I, I don't have kids yet, but in the future, I think about the fact that when I tell our kids and I always picture it being a daughter and I feel like now I'm going to have like triple boys or something, but I always picture being like, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do in this crazy world. And my daughter can say like, I know mom, I watched you do it. I want to be the example of that. So the opportunity cost of me not doing it is me not being that example. And I'm not willing to risk that for my kids that aren't even born yet. That are so unbelievable. So I think when you're asking yourself, Yes, of course. When you choose to do something, you're also choosing the problems. But what's a worse problem? For me, regret is a huge problem that I'm just literally not willing to live with because I don't know how many days I have. And I don't think that if you have something to the listener, like if you have something on your heart, I just don't think that that was put in you by accident. I think every single person has a different vision for their life and it's going to constantly evolve as we evolve. But that thing that you want to do your job is to figure out how to navigate getting out of your own damn way to actually do that and figuring out the time or finding the resources or, you know, doing it scared anyways. Like your job is to navigate how to get out of your own way and honor that thing. So you already know what that is. Just taking steps in the right direction, you're going to get more clarity, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree so much with the piece about being the example, whether it's with your kids or the people that you're leading. I mean, you see a lot of coaches out there who are preaching one thing, but living totally different. Like if you had a behind the scenes glimpse of their life, they're going through divorce, they're in debt. You're like, you're coaching me on how to live my best life and you guys aren't practicing it. Like, what's that about? So I stand by and believe that who you're raising is 100% dictated by who you're becoming. You know, my kids, I can't go like preach at my kids of how the world's their oyster as I sit back and, you know, eat potato chips on the couch and watch reality TV and don't do anything with my own life. And I focus on everybody else's. The reality is, is I have to be willing to get my hands dirty in my own life and do the, the rough work that my kids see me struggle through. Like the other day, Michael and I, we have, you know this, but for the listeners, we have three little babies, four-year-old, two-year-old, 10-month-old. Our life is like, constant traveling circus. So we're sitting around the dinner table having dinner and Michael just launched his own business and he was going through like this, just like the valleys of entrepreneurship. Like it's hard. He's stepping into this and he was just having a tough day. And he had just kind of that look on his face, like he was in physical pain. You know, like when you're just that anxious and stressed, like your face is kind of contorted and he was just looking sad. And I, at one point he excused himself from the table just to go have a minute. Like the kids were like, you know, not listening and whatever. And my son is so in tune. Like he's super sensitive to people's emotions. And he noticed, even though he was being a little pain in the butt, he noticed that dad got up and left the table. And he said, where'd he go? I said, you know what? Dad's just having a tough day. And I think he just needed a minute. And he goes, I'll go take care of him. So he gets up and he goes and follows him down the hall into the bedroom. I kind of trail from a distance so that I can kind of see. And I just see tears coming down my son's face, hugging Michael so tight because he felt that pain that Michael was going through and felt so connected to him. But I want our kids to see that struggle. I want them to see that we're like in the arena and showing up for our lives and doing the really hard things for our family. Like, I don't want to try and hide it and make it look like everything's easy 
or like life is being handed to them. I want them, I don't want them to feel like you better be grateful that I'm working so hard so that you can have this life. But I want them to know that this stuff doesn't come with ease. This comes because we've made decisions to fight for our dreams and for our family. And, you know, at four years old, he's, he's aware of that. And we're doing a, our best to never project it onto them, but to allow them to be witness to what's appropriate for kids to be witness to so that they can understand that and, and model that in their own lives. Oh, if I want this, I have to go through these valleys. I have to suffer. I have to feel this pain. I have to know that I don't get to do everything perfectly the first time I do it and that I have to keep showing up for this thing. So it's, it's such a cool thing. I hope when you have your triplet boys that <laughs> you can you know, have those moments. I know you will because it's like, it's such a gift that we are learning to step into that side of ourselves where average is not an option. Mediocrity, like we're not interested. We're going for, for greatness and for the best life possible and the legacy that we're going to leave behind for them. And that legacy of how you're showing up for your kids, like that is so inspiring to me that it makes me want to do that for my kid. Like, so it's like that ripple that you were talking about is massive for how you're choosing to even parent your kids is an example to someone else who might be inspired by that, which is just so freaking powerful. It is. It's cool. And it's cool. Like, I'm not trying to rush away time or anything, but it's fun seeing them start to grow up. We have this book that we bought for my daughter, who's two, who loves books. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, we're starting to question, like, is she trying to avoid us? Like, five, six hours a day, she sits with books. She's just obsessed. And she's so happy. She wants to read with us and by herself. And anyway, we bought her this book, I'm Not Afraid to Fail. It's so cute. And it's this story about this girl, Katie. And she talks about how she tried out for the basketball team and got cut. And she tried to sing in her school talent show and she was terrible. So she wanted to quit. And then her grandfather said like, Oh no, no, Katie, like failure is a part of the process. It's the next step to success. Like you, you work through these failures until you get to where you want to go. So ever since Marie was like one and a half, she walks around, I'm not afraid to fail. (laughs) And it's so sweet, but it's like, they're embodying these things at these young ages. Like I want them to understand that failure is not evidence that they're less than or incapable. And like, we've been teaching them going off on a tangent, but it's that legacy piece. Like we've been saying over and over when our kids, you know, they're little, so they can't reach something or they can't open a jar and they'll be like, mom, I can't do this. It's like, no, we don't say I can't. You either ask for help because it's okay to ask for help or you find a way. So they've learned to ask for help or they'll like, my son will be like, oh, I can't do I mean, I am trying to figure out how to do this. Like <laughs> you'll like reword it, but they're paying attention and, and they catch us. Cause I'll say it. I'll be like, Oh, I just can't figure this thing out. And my son's like, mom, do you need help <laughs> or do you need to find a way? And I'm like, shut up, be quiet. <laughs> Leave like, me alone. That's not to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like how you live, that's the impact you make. You don't get to just you know, throw lip service at the world and hope that people believe it. You get to show up for your life and that's what's seen. And Brittany did just an incredible job of that and and is continuing to do it. And her legacy lives on. And now she gets to be connected more deeply in a different way to, to you and all the other people that, you know, she left behind in this life, but there's so much more glory for her and, and what she's building now. And it's just, it's amazing to watch. It's yeah, she's, she is anyone that's listening should go look at even her Instagram. It's at Brittany.crosby and just read some of her posts. Like they're Mm -hmm. incredible. They're so inspiring. And her husband's like, I'm keeping her Instagram like that and not touching it because it's, it's, it's really cool to see. 
Is there anything going around right now that is supporting her live on purpose stuff that we can drop in the show notes for people to check out? Yeah, they actually have t-shirts that they've created and like long sleeve and short sleeve t-shirts that have a mountain range that she designed that say live life on purpose. So I'll get you the link for that too. That's awesome. I love that. And I love the idea of supporting both, you know, hopefully her family in some capacity, but also that mission and that that concept. I mean, people need to wake up. We need to get out of autopilot and start living, not surviving. And that's the key. People want to know like how you find success. You show up for your life. You do the work. And I think it's really powerful when you think of the people that are, because often we won't do things for ourselves, but when we can really envision that person that really matters to us that we're showing up for, like, I know that it mattered so much to Brittany, for example, or even for myself, for my fiance, Sina, I'll talk about my actual perspective of this is like, I know that me showing up to live my best life, that what it can provide for us and the conversations that we can have and how bigger and bolder and just more fulfilling this life can be like when you can envision that person that also is such a huge part of you and who you want to show up for like you can take action when you think of that person and how she or he is going to benefit as a byproduct of your bravery so yes i hope that you have the belief in yourself to do it for you but even if you don't can you can you get started by thinking of that other person just one person not even just a massive sea of people which will you know, be part of your ripple, but that one person that you can just take one little step for, oh, it just like get people start. Like I just want people to get started on whatever's on their heart, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be a business. I think like, you know, Brittany's not like she wasn't doing this and her mission wasn't about money. It wasn't even about a business. It was about a mission. You know, it can be like, people think this like, well, my idea, I can't monetize, which I would argue to the grave any day because you can monetize freaking anything. I know people who make seven plus figures teaching people how to like can like pickled vegetables, but so you can legit, you can monetize anything, but that's aside from the point, like you might just have a passion or a mission or something that is speaking life into people. Like, are you deeply connected to children in a way that like you want them to know their worth, even if they're in an environment that tells them otherwise? You go speak at schools, you connect with these kids or or find a way to make that impact. Or like I have my whole life and I don't know what it is, but I feel so strongly pulled to the elderly and serving them. And I don't do it for money. Like, I'm not trying to turn it into a business. I'm trying to show up and make that impact wherever I can because it's what I feel called to. So like, just start is not, doesn't mean like, come up with your business strategy. It means just go make that impact, even if it's one person. And yeah, I could go on all day about that. Well, and if you're feeling, cause sometimes I get women, I'm sure you get this all the time too, that are like, ah, Keisha, but I'm so scared to start where I'm like, okay, you're not going to run. Say it's even just like, let's use a basic example of running a marathon. You're mm-hmm. not going to run a marathon tomorrow if you've never run before, but you can do something in the next 24 hours to get you closer. So you can get that confidence deposit. You can get a little bit of momentum at your back. So you can get excited to actually start that thing. And then you're going to feel so much better than sitting in this analysis paralysis. So you can sign up for the marathon can't run it. But what can you do in like 24 hours to just start moving in that direction? You're going to feel so much better than if you're just sitting in it waiting for like the right time. The right time is not going to come. You have to create that 
time. Mm -hmm. And it's more inspiring if your life is totally hectic or you're going through something so hard like Brittany did that you still show up. So like if your life is crazy, even more reason to show up. We need to get inspired by you. We need your light, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Keisha, you're like the bomb.com. I adore you. I love what you're doing. I'm obsessed with watching it grow and grateful that people like you are out there just taking that messy action because it's serving us immensely. And I see that ripple effect you're already making and you are a connector and it's cool watching Brittany's legacy live on through you too. So I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. I know it's hard to talk about the people we lost, but one thing I will say that I'm really impressed by is when you go through a loss or when you go through a phase of mourning, it's kind of hard to navigate that when you're like, am I supposed to always just be sad or can I find a way to be a light in the darkness through a really hard time and still feel sad, but still show up for my life? I've seen people lose spouses that I, you know, follow on social media or whatever, or lose people in their lives or go through really hard, you know, hard times and people will are terrible and will make horrible comments like, oh, you don't even care because you're posting on social media or this. It's like, no, no, no. I get to live. Like I am still here and I've got work to do. So again, like this dichotomy of like, you can feel really sad and be in mourning and still show up for your life and be that light. And you've done such a good job of that, of like, we know your heart is hurting, but you're just like Brittany did. You're not going to let that stop you from living life on purpose. And it's interesting too, because people like to tell other people how to grieve. And I think mm. that's really confusing because there is those, so many of those ups and downs. And when I do feel very joyful, even going through such a hard time, I'm like, wait a second, this is a massive gift. Mm. Who am I to just like shove this down and not share this if I do have joy? So I appreciate you saying that because it has been so difficult, so, so difficult for me to navigate probably some of the hardest weeks I've had in my life recently, just trying to handle the the lows. I just don't really do well with the lows, but it matters in the full scheme of things. And I think it really does even cultivate more community when you're honest about the fact that like, sorry, I was, I was crying yesterday, but I'm not sorry about it. And now I'm okay today. And this is just going to be my honest journey and I'm going to share it along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to put it out there and, and speak to that. Like people grow, people are going through that too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so pumped for our listeners to get their hands on you. Where can they come find you? Yes. Oh, I've so had so much fun talking with you, Liz. I just adore you and appreciate you. Um, my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's at Keisha.Fitzgerald and Empower Her Podcast is my podcast. It's Mondays and Thursdays every week and everything else at KeishaFitzgerald.com. I will link to that and to you in the show notes. Thanks, Keisha. Thank you, Liz. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. 
I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.